world. It's your past first point guard and trailblazers reporter, Mike Richmond. Listen to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making this show your first listen. Coming at you each and every weekday, Monday through Friday. So make it a part of your daily routine. Make it your first listen. Tell your friends to do the same as Locked On Blazers, your team every day. In today's show, a veritable grab bag of fun. Talking about Draymond Green's indefinite suspension and why it's just great news. More great news coming out of San Francisco for your Portland Trail Blazers. Preview the fourth meeting with the Jazz. And then we'll talk about Shaden Sharp, who's been killing it on a level that future Hall of Famers have typically killed it at. Or at least two in the league destined for the Hall of Fame. Shaden Sharp playing like a star over his last five games. That's that's what we got in store for you. Let's start with the latest news. The NBA on Wednesday announced that Draymond Green will be suspended indefinitely, indefinitely for his spinning karate chop to former Trailblazer great Yusuf Nurkic's face. Um, if you didn't see the play. I think it's worth looking up. It's quite a moment. Um, Draymond's been on one. Um, he he's he's really having himself quite a year. Uh, they get tangled up on an inbounds play, and by tangled up, I mean that Yusuf Nurkic had his hand on Draymond Green's hip, and Draymond Green, to get free, decided to spin around, flail his arms, and land squarely in the bridge of Yusuf Nurkic's nose. It was. Like a spinning flying punch, uh, Draymond Green apologized and he said he was sorry and he was just trying to sell a call by flailing his arms and trying to get himself free and he was sorry to Yusuf Nurkic because he didn't do it intentionally and then the league said, yeah man, we saw you just a couple weeks ago chase down Rudy Gobert and choke him out. You, you cannot keep doing this. So he's suspended indefinitely. We'll see how long an indefinite suspension is. Um... I wouldn't be super surprised if an indefinite suspension is the same as a five-game suspension. It just becomes definite after five games. But we'll see. We'll see repeat offender and Draymond is just like... Between stomping on Demontis Sabonis' chest in the playoffs, coming back and choking out Rudy Gobert, now now whacking Yusuf Nurkic in the face, it's just he just he just has too many of these recently to to pass by it. So he's he's gonna be out. Blazers play the Warriors on Sunday, uh, we will see if Draymond plays. I would assume certainly not as soon as Sunday, but remains to be seen. the the real The real key here for the key here for the Portland Trailblazers is not that Draymond Green is unhinged, um, although it is it is kind of entertaining that he was like the long time the, the guy Dame was like begging to play with, and now it's like, are you are you sure? Are, are you sure? Are you sure about that? That's it. Uh, Draymond's really good. Going to make the Hall of Fame. One of the all-timers. Just absolutely the sort of... Um, he's a gray beard, and he's having a really bizarre gray beard part of his career. And some players change their ways when they get old, and Draymond became a combat sport enthusiast. Uh, but what it, why it really matters for the Blazers is because they hold the Warriors 2024 pick top four protected, and the Warriors stink? I don't know if they truly stink. Um, there's some really bad teams in the NBA right now. Uh, they play in San Antonio, Detroit, and Washington, D.C. Even the two teams are playing tomorrow night that we're going to talk about, the the, uh, the Blazers and the Jazz, totally different tier than the truly awful teams in the league. Um, but the Warriors are not good. They're 11th in the West. They're below average on offense, 18th on offense. They're 
14th on defense. They're 16th in net rating. They're just they're kind of mediocre. They 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 look like a mediocre team, not a championship hopeful. When the when uh, when the when Draymond got kicked out against the Suns, they closed that game uh, without Draymond, but everyone else pretty much still available. That's part of the plan. And at the end of that game against Phoenix, on the bench watching, Andrew Wiggins, Clay Thompson ineffective and have to sit Kevon Looney on the bench so, so was Steph Curry Chris Paul Jonathan Kaminga Brandon Parzemski and uh, Darius Darius Arch and it's like th- that's their best five to go win a game right now Steph Curry went cold in, in the fourth quarter and they lost by three uh like they're not in a good spot at 10 and 13. They've lost six straight on the road, three of four overall. Like the Warriors are, you know, 10 and 13, 23 games in means nothing really in the grand scheme in terms of, you know, with the, with the, with the play in now, you could make the playoffs and all that. But like if the Warriors were a top tier team, if they were going to be one of the good teams, we would know it by now there's a chance that they're one of the decent teams and they get back in the mix and they're like six, fifth or sixth in the West, but they are not going to be a home court advantage type team. I feel very comfortable saying that. Not going to be a home court advantage type team in the playoffs and maybe maybe significantly worse. Without Draymond for a while, um, they're already strange front court rotation. You know, maybe it'll make um, Steve Kerr play Kaminga and Moses Moody and Pods a little bit more, but like, they're, they look like they're in a little bit of trouble. And that's great news for the Portland Trailblazers. They have the top four, 24, 2024 top four protected pick. Right now, it's, you know, it's 11th. It, this is the second week of December. It's the 11th pick in the draft. But like, there is a there is a very real chance that the Warriors are just straight up not good and that they end up a lottery team. When dynasties fade... It is not usually riding off into the sunset and then MJ retires and everyone goes their own way. Even when MJ retired, the Bulls had... It's, it's been tough for them since. Check the tape. Uh, but like, typically these things blow up. Typically when they end, they blow up. And if this is the end of a, of a historic Warriors run stretching back from to 2015... Clay Thompson's not good anymore. Can't you know he was he was a good shooter last year. Can't shoot. Andrew Wiggins has just has just lost it. He was a very special part of their last championship team. Draymond Green is like incapable of playing within the rules of the sport. And Steph Curry's still a hero, but doesn't have his running mates. It's kind of how dynasties end, right? They that the the parts fall off the car and then you end up wheelless on the highway. Um, I'm not saying it's over for them. Like I said, I think there's still a totally reasonable chance that there's something like the fifth best team in the West when all the dust settles and blah, 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 blah. But there's also a totally reasonable chance that they're the one of the bad teams and they're the 11th best team in the West and they miss the play in altogether. Totally, totally real. The West has, has enough good teams that, that they could easily, easily miss the playoffs. And that's great news. And the more time Draymond misses is great news for your Portland trailblazers. So 
I don't know, celebrate it. Pop some champagne. Might be a little early to celebrate, but it's not it's not too early to enjoy it. If you're going to bask in someone's misfortune, why not bask in the misfortune of the Golden State Warriors? That seems like something you could do as a Blazer fan. Have at it. Uh, let's talk about the Blazers game. They play Thursday evening. They play the Utah Jazz. It's the fourth and final meeting with the Jazz. These teams have seen each other a lot, but this one is a little bit different. Let me tell you why. Because for the first time, all year long, the Trailblazers are favored. So you can go to FanDuel.com right now. Go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, actually. That's the place you want to go. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. And the Blazers, as I'm recording this on Wednesday evening after the Jazz game, are favorites for the first time in their in the entire year. Favorites, they were dogs on the road against the Detroit Pistons. Favored, minus 122 to, to, to outright win on the money line. One and a half point favorites. And listen, FanDuel wants to give you some money. If you place a $5 money line bet on your Portland Trailblazers to win for the first time as favorites all season, you can get 150 bucks in bonus bets as 150 bucks when the Trailblazers win as the favored team. Can you believe it? Once you get those bonus bets, you can bet on everything, not just money line spreads, player props, over-unders, live bets, whatever it is. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Have yourself a little bit of fun. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, the number, America's number one sports book. All right. Let's talk jazz. Let's talk trailblazers. Meeting number four on the season four times in 23 games that okay cool very cool scheduling cool balanced scheduling from everyone uh it's what fa- diehard fans want to see is is jazz blazers four times before december 20th um and we're we're just so lucky to have seen it uh jazz are up to one in in the series so far uh they uh, handled the Blazers in in a uh, in season tournament game, and they beat the uh, and they and then they beat them again without uh, without in overtime without Lowry Markin and it's and extremely shorthanded no no Markin no Clarkson um, no uh, no Kelly Olynyk and the Blazers uh, lost to who were also pretty darn shorthanded lost to the Jazz in OT and the Blazers with Markin Lowry Markin in the lineup the last time Markin played actually prior to tonight the Blazers won that game by double digits. I, uh, one of the Blazers' better wins on the season in terms of just like, hey, we're going to beat you because we're better than you. Um, this is meeting number four. And the Jazz, importantly, are a little bit healthier than they've been, but not quite. Larry Market missed the... He played against the Blazers. They lost. Um, their Jazz lost. Uh he gets he misses eight games with a hamstring strain. Comes back, plays against the Knicks uh, to, on Wednesday evening. You were listening to Thursday, December fourteenth show, and the Jazz will be on a second night of a back to back. But just four minutes into that game, uh, rookie point guard Keontae George, who looked like he was taken over for the Jazz starting point guard spot, uh, sprained hurt his foot. They didn't say, they haven't made any more specifics. Hurt his foot, left four minutes in the game and didn't, and didn't return. That stinks. They really don't have a point guard, and, and George was having a nice a nice little season. Um, He's he was starting to like he you know had a thirty point game not too long ago. He's starting to like oh, okay yeah this is this is the, who the folks in Utah are raving about starting to put it together. You know injuries stink. They're part of the game but they stink. Um, so they will be you know we'll, we'll get to, you'll get to see a lot of uh, Blazers legend Chris Dunn play uh, and along with Taylor Horton Tucker at those two point guard spots. Um, this is 
you know, these are two teams that are that are struggling this year. The Bla- the the Jazz, they're 26th on offense, they're 27th on defense. They have a 27th best net rating um, according to Clean the Glass. That's a bottom 3 net rating outscored uh, points, points per 100 possessions allowed versus points per 100 possessions scored. You know, they just they're not good. They haven't been good. You know, every team's going to be worse when they miss a the best player. Um ask the Portland Trailblazers, but it is uh the Jazz are struggling because they don't really have a point guard and they don't really have that sort of, um, they don't have that calming force. Last year, it would, they just, they had vets who could calm things down and, and, and play, you know, um, Michael Conley is just such a competent point guard, competent sort of floor organizer. He would get you organized on defense. They had Jared Vanderbilt for a bunch of the year. Like they were, they were winning games early last season because of, uh, their, you know, because of their veteran presence and the Lowry Markin breakout. Lowry Markin is still really stinking good, but they're just super young in a bunch of spots. And the lack of the point guard has really, I think, lack of point guard play has really hurt them on offense, in my opinion. What the Jazz do really well is that when when they're when they're humming, is they pass the ball and they keep they keep it whirring, they keep it moving, right? Like because Markin is not like an ISO scorer. He's a catch a catch on the move, doesn't take a ton of dribbles. Like he's a guy who scores. It, it, you know, makes quick decisions and can score from all three levels with quick decisions, and he's gigantic. Um, without a point guard to set them up when things go a little haywire, they've seemed to struggle a bit in the in the times that I've I've watched them. Um, they're still going to jack up a ton of threes. It's what they do. They shoot three pointers, um, but they just they haven't had it. And Keontae George was looking like they he was going to get them going, but he hasn't been there. Uh, Walker Kessler been in and out of the lineup. That's that's. That has uh, certainly been an issue for him because they can't play the gigantic lineups that they would prefer to play a little bit. Uh, John Collins, after a hot shooting start, has has, has also been, um, we'll call it off his game to some extent. And, and the real truth of the Jazz is that they're young. They're young. And, uh, you know, Taylor Hendricks played a bunch of minutes against the Knicks on Wednesday night. The Jazz, like, they're just to wit. Okay. They're playing a bunch of youth, right? They're playing Keontae George, but he's hurt. They're playing uh, Simone Fontecchio, who doesn't have an, a lot of NBA experience. Taylor Hendricks, who has spent a bunch of time in the G League, is back, is playing. Oshag Baji in his second year is playing. Walker Kessler in his second year is playing. Like, they're young. They're young. And against the Knicks, it's a five-point game after three quarters. The Jazz come with a roaring fourth quarter to build a 17-point lead. And you're like, um, I, I was literally watching the game. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to record the podcast. Like, I'll just, I'll fill in the final score when it ends. And then they, they, they were up, you know, 106-89. And I'm like, all right, see ya. And then with 30 seconds left, the Knicks have the ball down three with a chance to tie it and miss two, two looks at a three. First one, a really good look from Blazers legend Josh Hart. Um, second one, Jalen Brunson, definitely a makeable shot, but certainly a harder one. They missed them both. Jazz stay stay in the game make free throws win the game but like it's what young teams do right is that they just can't close and i feel like that's that's the difference in the jazz from last year to this year is they had the vets to help you close help you stabilize help you take advantage of of your skills and they just they're missing that this year uh, i mentioned john collins struggling a little bit to shoot he didn't play wednesday night uh he's, he has an illness i'm unclear whether he'll play thursday but importantly for the blazers no jeremy grant um questionable listing for both DeAndre Aiden and Malcolm Brogdon. They were both listed as questionable against um, against the Clippers and did not play. So we'll, I, I would assume truly they'll, you know, uh, go get through whatever uh, shoot around warm up stuff. The Blazers don't host, host like a formal shoot around, but they'll be at the gym in the morning and then, uh, and 
see if they can uh, see if they can get ready to go. It'd be nice to see the Blazers play at something that is akin to full strength. Jeremy Grant's not going to play. Already ruled out with a concussion, still in concussion protocol. Although he was uh, at the practice facility today, today when reporters were let in. So. Uh, you know, TBD on the Blazers injury stuff, but uh, I think um, hopefully this weekend, the start, this is the start of five game road trip. Hopefully, sometime in this weekend, um, sometime in this homestand, we'll uh, we'll see them back at what what approximates full strength this time of year. Obviously, Rob Williams out for the season, but um, I think the meeting with the Jazz should be an intriguing one because these are two evenly matched teams, um, and 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 you know, record wise, and I think. With Markin in the lineup, the Jazz are much more comparable to the Blazers in terms of talent. Uh, without him, I think the Blazers are straight up better. But like with him, comparable in terms of talent. And, you know, young teams that are um, a little wayward right now and want to get right. Obviously, the Blazers have been uh, much better on on uh, on defense this year than the Jazz. So we, we shall see meeting number four, a familiar foe. It's just the parts haven't looked the same in the in the prior meetings. You know what part's going to look the same? Shane Sharp. Last time we saw Shane Sharp play against the Jazz, he had one of the great dunks of the year on Walker Kessler in the closing minutes of uh, of regulation when the Blazers were fiercely trying to come back. Shane Sharp crammed all over Walker Kessler, and then Tumani Kamara crammed all over Walker Kessler, and the Blazers came up just short in OT. Dang! But those highlights, they stick. And Shane Sharp looks like he's special and he's playing like the special ones, like future Hall of Famers do. Let's talk about the last five games of Shane Sharp and the history he's been making. Before we do that, I want to tell you about Dave. Dave is a banking app that is leveling up the financial playing field. When you download Dave, you could get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. It's part of the Dave's extra cash account. Advance money you need with no interest, and then you can settle up later. Uh, you can build credit when you settle up on time. And millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to make their finances easier. So if you're in a pinch and you need to get help, you can start by downloading Dave. Download Dave today at dave.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's dave.com slash LockedOnNBA. Get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. Download the Dave app or go to dave.com slash LockedOnNBA for terms and conditions. Go to dave.com slash legal eligibility criteria and instant transfer fees apply. Banking services provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. Still a pass, first point guard. I'm still Mike Richmond. You are still listening to Locked On Blazers. What we do in these previews often is we play a little game called You'd Love to See It, where we talk about things you would love to see. And you know what you would love to see against the Jazz? Is Shaden Sharp keep plying his trade because he's been on one. The Blazers are better on offense with Anthony Simons back in the lineup. He helps. But what they're what has really unlocked things for Shaden Sharp is just playing next to a point guard. Period. He just there was a time this year when all the injuries mounted up and Sharp was asked to lead the offense and be the primary guy that like set things up and ran against um, 
you know, came played played point point guard role, play that primary initiator role, and it didn't it didn't fit what he is and what he's best at. And he was overtaxed and he struggled. And it was the worst stretch. It's about two weeks, eight games, the worst stretch of his season. But now that Malcolm Brogdon's back healthy and Every Simon's back healthy, Shaden Sharp is being is put in a position to do what he does best: attack the second side, attack against closeouts, attack coming off a pin down where it's it's it is more space to 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 make it happen. He's not he's not going to get double teams. He's um, at least not in the same way. He's not going to receive that sort of primary attention that you would. He's playing truly as an off ball attacking wing, which is what he is. It's what he is. He can run pick and rolls. He's in. Improving as a playmaker and improving as a shoot, shooting and decision-making off the dribble a great, great deal this year. He's been way better at it than he has in the past, but he is an attacking wing. An attack he has. Over his last five games, averaging 26.2 points, 6.6 boards, and 5 assists. Shoot Slash line, 52, 53, 47, 81. 53, 47, 81, 53 from the floor, 47 from three, and 81% from the free throw line. A couple missed free throws short of a 50, 40, 90 club. On 26 points per game to go with six and a half rebounds, to go with five assists. Balling. Um, he's just on a heater from three. He's taken eight over the last five games, 8.6 attempts from three, shooting 46.5%. I'm rounding up to 47. So, like, let's just call it what it is. Shane Trapp's not going to shoot 47% from three all year long, but the volume is great. Eight and a half a game, great. Stay there. Don't change. Say so he drops down to, like, slightly above average, 38%. Well, ho-hum. He'll only be averaging 21, 7, and 5. 21, 6, and a half, and 5. Aw, dang. So he'll go from like outrageous superstar level to if his shooting comes down to normal to just extremely good basketball player. I'm getting out in front of the people saying it's a hot shooting streak. He's made at least three threes in all in all five of his last five games, in each of his last five games. Balling. Balling. So you know what you would love to see against the Jazz? Is Shane Sharp just keep doing what he does? Keep doing what he does because it makes when he when his role makes sense and his ask makes sense, his skill can be maximized, and the maximized version of his skill is really tough to deal with. Only two other 20-year-olds in the NBA have ever had five consecutive games with at least 24 points, at least three rebounds, and at least four assists. That's what Shaden Sharp has done for five straight games. At least 24, at least three boards, at least four assists in, in five straight games. Averaging 26, 6, and 5, right? Averaging 26, 6, and 5. But at least 24 points, at least three boards, at least four assists. Two. Two 20-year-olds. Luka Doncic, who's going to be in the Hall of Fame. He's already put together a Hall of Fame level career. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Luka Doncic. It's great. It's great. Had a 12-game streak in 2019, had another six-game streak in 2019, and then came back with another six-game streak. Like, he just he was freaking good. Um, he's, as it turns out, dominating the EuroLeague as a teenager really allowed him to also come over here and dominate the NBA as well as a teenager, um, or as a 20-year-old. Nuts. LeBron James is the other one. It's Luka and LeBron. LeBron is... 
we don't need to couch him as a future Hall of Famer. He is, if you are my age, the best basketball player you've ever seen. And if you're a little bit older, he's like the second best basketball player you've ever seen. At worst, I'm going to say this, at worst, LeBron James has had the best career of any player in the history of the NBA. This might not be the best player in the history of the NBA, but at worst, the worst case scenario is that LeBron's had the best career of anyone in the league. He's he. When you're on a list with prodigy Luka Doncic and generational best player of his generation, LeBron James, you've had a good you've had a good couple weeks. You've had a nice little five game stretch. Uh, this one was tweeted out by Basketball Reference, and then I'll add a caveat here before I come back to just keeping it real. Only of the players who are under twenty who have averaged. 25, 5, and 5 over a five-game stretch. Shaden Sharp is the second best shooting percentage to anyone else, to, of anyone other than LeBron. LeBron, true, true shooting percentage in a stretch in 2000, December of 2005. Five straight games where he averaged 25, uh, 25, 5, and 5. He was shot 70.2% on his true shooting percentage. That accounts for three value of three-pointers and free throws. Shaden Sharp during the stretch, 67.9 true shooting percentage. He's nuts. He's been nuts. The efficiency has been there. The volume has been there. He's rebounding. He's you know, been one of the, the best rebounders on the team. He's making plays with, with the dimes. He's scoring at all three levels. He's getting to the free throw line. He's playing like a star. And I'll say this. People like me who sit in this chair and have microphones that look like this and they have YouTube channels with memorabilia behind them and a podcast with a loyal listener base, you know what they love to do? They love to go to basketball reference and type in something stupid. How many 20-year-olds have averaged at least 20, have scored at least 24 points, three boards, and four and four assists in five consecutive games in December prior to Christmas and mostly on Tuesdays? We love that stuff. That's me. That's a, I guess that's an impression of myself. We love that stuff. It's naturally limiting. It is, it is, it is by its nature a narrow, a narrow search, right? Uh, in the 80s and 90s, players didn't leave college to get into the NBA in their 20s. And there was a stretch from the you know middle 90s to the first first uh, couple years of the 21st century when, when guys did leave and come and come out of high school. Now it's literally you can't come into the NBA till after your 19th birthday. There just aren't that many 20-year-olds in the league. It's like a it is a it is a specifically reduced population of players right like um it's it's it is art it is artificially narrow to say 20 year olds have done this in the league so don't say that don't say that say that Shaden sharp is averaging 26 six and a half and five over his last five games say that Shaden sharp is taking eight threes a game and making 47 percent of them say that Shaden sharp has scored at least 24 points in five games that means he's showing up on the freaking scouting report and they're saying we have to stop him take away his pin downs take away those curls to the rim he wants to get to his right hand he likes to stop around the free throw line and fade left and get and get shots up he if you go under on screens he will take that one pound dribble and shoot a three and you know what they haven't been able to to stop him from scoring the basketball reference search is fun and fine and true and real and he's the only he's on a list with just Luka Doncic and just LeBron James and it's impressive and folks like me with microphones like this love that stuff because it gives you a third segment on your podcast on a Wednesday evening but the real truth is that Shane Sharp is balling he's balling and if you watch him he's balling and this is what you wanted you wanted it. You wanted him to break out as a 20-year-old. And particularly early in the year, it looked like he was going to be special. Then he had that stretch where he was like, 
Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Is he just a 20-year-old in the league? Darn. It's, you know, it's tough. Development's non-linear and there's peaks and valleys. Well, the peak is fun and enjoy the peak. You don't need basketball reference. Go watch him play on Thursday night. Dude is hooping. And the Jazz aren't good on defense. Who's going to guard him? He's going to go for 20, 26, 6 and a half and 5. Probably won't have 6 and a half. Probably have a round number. But 26, 7 and 5. That's what you'd love to see. You'd love to see him just keep doing it. I think the, um, I think the artificial searches in this case... They're just, they just feel so good. It feels so good. LeBron and Luca. Ooh, it feels so good. But the real truth is that if any player was on a heater like this, shooting true shooting percentage at like 68, averaging 20, averaging 26, you know, 25, 5, and 5 for a couple weeks. It would be a great run. This would be all-star level stuff. Any five-game sample suggests that there are 77 other regular season games. So here's what you'd love to see. You'd love to see this not be a five-game sample. You'd love to expand that basketball reference search so nerds like me don't have to artificially narrow the searches. We can just say, Hooper. Because the kid is a hooper. He's fun. Last time we saw him play the Jazz, he detonated on Walker Kessler at the rim at crunch time. A highlight dunk that helped spur a comeback and force overtime. What's he going to do for the encore? Let's watch on Thursday and then Friday on this very podcast. We'll talk about it. Sounds good to me. Hope it sounds good to you. If it does, tell your friend about the show. That's what we do five days a week, wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Come back and listen to tomorrow's show. We'll talk about the jazz. Talk about Shaden Sharp. Just unguardable. Dude's looking like a star. Six in a row? Why not? All right. Come back and listen to tomorrow's show. I appreciate you listening. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs>